NemosNewsNetwork.com. Breaking the cycle of fake news. Magic cue ball. Bonus round. There's more cue posts. Let's dive in. My daughter made us something. Isn't that cool? I kind of helped a little bit. Anyway, here we go. So just a, a real brief recap of what I was talking about here. Um, I had some distractions there. My daughter wants to play uh, the, it's not an etchy sketch. It's some kind of like magnet drawing game that's very similar to an etchy sketch, but I don't know what the toys are called these days. So continuing, um, we had a couple of interesting cue posts, but I wanted to bring your attention to, first of all, this older cue post here, which is relevant to today's context very much. This is 4084 from May 3rd, 2020. Q said, digest, know your rights. And he gave us a link to this, which is deprivation of rights under color of law, section 242 of title 18. Makes it a crime for a person acting under color of any law to willfully deprive a person of a right or privilege protected by the constitution or laws of the United States. There's a lot of that happening these days, isn't there? Forced masks, quarantines, all forced six foot distancing so that they can track you with their AI facial detection software has a problem apparently with less than six feet distance, but I digress. This is in re reference to, as I said, what Q is saying now. Now I want to bring your attention down here to something, but first let me finish for the purpose of section 242 acts under color of law include acts not only done by federal state and local officials within their lawful authority, but also acts done beyond the bounds of that official's lawful authority. If the acts are done while the official is purporting to or pretending to act in the performance of his or her official duties. Basically, if they commit a crime, but they tried to use their office to do so, or they deprived you of your rights, but they use their office to do so, which has nothing to do with their office, they don't have that authority, then they can actually be uh, arrested and suffer consequences under law, under this law. Continuing, persons acting under color of law within the meaning of this statute include police officers, prison guards, and other law enforcement officials, as well as judges, care providers, and public health facilities, and others who are acting as public officials. It is not necessary that the crime be motivated by animus toward the race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, or national origin of the victim. As far as I can read, and I'm not a lawyer, but that sounds like you don't have to prove intent. You just have to prove that they violated your rights whether they meant to or hated you, loved you or not. So that makes it a lot easier to prove, I would imagine, but who knows. The offense is punishable, and this is where it gets very interesting, by a range of imprisonment up to a life term or the death penalty, depending upon the circumstances of the crime and the resulting injury, if any. Now this is the law that Q told us could help us to reset things and, as, at least as I'm interpreting it, take back our power and punish the government officials who are violating our rights. So deprivation of rights under color of law, like forced mass, like I said, or forcing people into nursing homes and murdering them, okay? That, that might also count. So I wanna bring it now up to the most recent Q posts. So let me get rid of this search term and just go straight to now. Actually, look, there's a couple more. Isn't that cool? So we'll cover those while we're here. Now, here we have a uh, the last one that I covered in my last video. So 
governors are not immune to lawsuits arising out of willful or negligent disregard of state laws. So here we have a link to the House GOP on Twitter. And this is Steve Scalise. The, and I've already covered this in the end of my last video. It was a very good video. I highly encourage it. But, quote, these governors are withholding information from the public and House Democrats are letting them get away with it with their partisan refusal to join our investigation. Republicans are demanding answers from Democrat governors about their disastrous nursing home orders. So you have Republicans attempting to get justice here, but the Democrats are stonewalling it, of course, because they still have a House majority. It won't last much longer, but it's very interesting. So Steve Scalise is going after justice with these murderous five Democrat governors. And which, by the way, is, a, is almost a majority of all the deaths from COVID was just in these nursing homes, by the way. That's how severe and serious this issue is. They broke our economy. They shut down our economy. They, they violated all of our rights. They, they kept people away from their loved ones when they were in the hospitals. They kept people away from their the loved ones' funerals. They did all of these terrible things. They let criminals out of jail, and they arrested people for going to church. And they violated everyone's rights. Now they're trying to hide. And then they murdered a bunch of old people in addition to everything else. They murdered tens of thousands of elderly people in nursing homes by forcing sick coronavirus patients in there against federal guidelines and against common sense. They had all these hospital ships. They had all these uh, emergency hospitals built by the military. Why didn't they use those open beds? Why stick the sick people with the people who were already sick and could not handle the coronavirus. The only people, basically, that could potentially get sick from a coronavirus are almost all in nursing homes, by the way, because everybody else is almost immune to this. It's very not. It's very much not dangerous. It's cured, basically, by hydroxychloroquine and the Z-Pak azithromycin combo, and President Trump has pointed that out many a time. But uh, continuing, I'm kind of digressing. Did orders violate government-mandated policies? Hell yes, they did. Would a jury of peers agree their actions were reckless or negligent? I would think so, unless they're Democrats. Now, we have a link here to a Cornell University uh, document that talks about suits against state officials, like legal precedent. And here's a relevant quote. The immunity of a state from suit has long been held not to extend to actions against state officials. So they don't, the state itself might be immune to some things like this, but not the people who are the officials if they break the law. So the immunity of a state from suit has long been held not to extend to actions against state officials for damages arising out of willful and negligent disregard of state laws. The reach of the rule is evident in Schuer versus Rhodes, in which the court held that the plaintiffs were not barred by the 11th Amendment or any other immunity doctrines from suing the governor and other officials of a state alleging that they deprived plaintiffs of federal rights under color of state law and seeking damages. When it was clear that plaintiffs were seeking to impose individual and personal liability on the officials, there was no, quote, executive immunity, end quote, from suit, the court held. Rather, the immunity of state officials is qualified and varies according to the scope of discretion and responsibilities of the particular office and the circumstances existing at the time the challenge was taken. So some interesting things in there. It's a qualified immunity. They're not just de facto immune. Okay, they have to earn it. They have to follow the law. They didn't. So they're not immune anymore. There's no executive immunity here. And then even further, I want to point out that deprivation of rights under color of law 
deprived plaintiffs of federal rights under color of law. You see that? This really hit me because I remembered what Q was talking about before. Deprivation of rights under color of law. The offense is punishable by a range of imprisonment up to a life term or the death penalty, depending upon the circumstances of the crime and the resulting injury, if any. Folks, I believe that Q is telling us that the Democrat governors are going to either get the death penalty or go down for prison time for this under deprivation of rights under color of law and their lack of immunity now. But since there's more Q, this is going to be interesting. So 4530, we have uh, another tweet. Q says, rising to the occasion, understanding what's at stake. God bless each and every one of you. We will not fail. Where we go one, we go all. And here we have, um, well, I guess it's just a link to the tweet. And I've got to say, uh, Enoch here is probably like the most re-queued person of all. I mean, he's been queued, what, a dozen times now? So continuing, 4531. And it's very rare, by the way, that Q just points you to a Twitter account. This has happened, but very rarely. Usually he points you to specific messages. He doesn't usually endorse specific people. So uh, with that said, 4531. We have a, a tweet. We also have Q saying the next few weeks will demonstrate our resolve. There you, there you go, folks. They're going to actually take the fight to the deep state. Let's check this out. I swear that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that I take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that I will... ...and faithfully discharge the duties of the office... I hate lag, don't you? ...which I am about to enter, so help me God. Where we go on, we go off. I do solemnly. Very cool. And for those who are curious, uh, General Flynn no longer follows me on Twitter because my main two accounts were banned. So he hasn't followed my new account, which is, is kind of brand new, honestly. So back to the new queue. And he says, where we go when we go all with three exclamation points. Again, that probably doesn't mean anything, but who knows with Q. 4532. As the darkness falls, so does our enemies. So do our enemies. Interesting. So 4533. We have an Anon saying grammar kitty or on purpose. <laughs> so I did notice that. So do our enemies became so does our enemies, which is ungrammatically correct. And um, or not grammatically correct. I don't think ungrammatically is grammatically correct. I don't know. Let me know in the comments if you're a grammar Nazi. Um, so Q was actually using that on purpose, which is something he does. Otherwise he corrects himself when he makes a mistake and typos happen. He has, he puts ES in the kill bracket, in the kill box. This is a targeting mechanism. Q is bringing attention to ES and mistakes to you are roadmaps to others. So we're noticing things because we know how to read what he's saying. Now, 45.34, here's the newest cue. Stand at the ready. Let's see what he has to say.
So this is about why the Enoch account was shared. And it's because he's sharing patriots. He's helping to get the word out there and bring attention to all of these different people who are taking the oath of office, swearing to defend our Constitution from enemies foreign and domestic. And that's important. I emphasize and domestic. This is very cool. And there's a lot of them out there, thousands and thousands, tens of thousands, maybe more. I can't tell. It's hard to keep up. And my feed is just completely filled up with these things. So back to the queue. Is there more? That's it for now. So I wanted to bring this to your attention. I mainly wanted to talk about the governors, but of course we got some extra cue in there. So let's see what the cue ball says. Go down another rabbit hole. Interesting. We'll see you guys on the next one. Dustin Nemos out.